Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much. What's happening with you, bro? Man, man, everything is everything. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Get ready to do uh, episode two here. I, I've gotten some good feedback on the first episode. You know, shout out to everybody that's been listening to us. It's reached out to me to give me feedback. That's supporting our brand. You know, we appreciate that and uh, appreciate, appreciate you it. rocking with us. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get it to it. So, um, friend of mine i'm a shout out uh jasmine um she shared a little a little status on uh facebook it was a viral post just a, a regular viral post it wasn't a meme i'll read what the post says but that really kind of inspired the conversation uh so the post was by a guy named so jasmine who was the person that i know she shared this post on social and I saw it. But the person who actually wrote it, some guy named Richard James. And I don't even know why I'm bothering to give Richard James credit because everybody be stealing credit on um on everybody's uh social posts. But you know, if Richard James, if this is you and you somehow still having to catch this, shout out to you. And if you didn't and you stole it, shout out for you stealing it so I can see it. Appreciate you either way, brother. <laughs> either way. All right. But Richard James wrote, if you mock people who still live with their parents, you're literally the worst type of person. We're all victims of a broken system. It's cool that some of y'all managed to get your own place, but many of us are not so fortunate. So it got me thinking, you know, let's let's unpack that. Let's let's talk about, you know, the impacts uh, or the let's talk about what it takes to be grown and, and what we've learned in, in the time that we spent being grown. I'll let you uh I'll let you get it kicked off, bro. Whoa, that's a that's a lot. Um, <laughs> well, okay. For one, I I've learned since I've became an adult that "grown" is just a, a phrase. It's a word. You know, um, anybody can be grown in a moment. You know. Um, it, and it's really maturity you know it's not being grown it's it's just being mature and and that's you know i think the first thing that i would unpack in that as aspect because you know there's a lot of people that's grown that's not grown you know if it, it, it sort of speaks you know they're out here they they may have their own house or, you know, but they're still struggling, you know, in a lot of different aspects. So it doesn't necessarily make them grown just because they have their own house or they got a car, but they don't have their own house. So, you know, that doesn't make them grown just, just because you turn 18 doesn't make you grown, you know? Um, but to be an adult is, is to really just not to give up. You know what I mean? To to pursue every day, just to to stay adamant about whatever it is that that you do or that that you're achieving or, or striving for. Um, I, I really wouldn't say, you know, it, it's being grown. That that would be my first, you know, punch on that. Yeah, and I think that's a a, a big thing that we that really our society really kind of teaches you you know you think that you turn 18 oh. i mean legally you're an adult <laughs> right 
yep. legally at the, the when you turn 18, you can you can go buy a car, you can sign a, a contract for any kind of service, you can open a business, you can enlist in the military, you can get yep. a credit card, you can sign a lease, you can sign a mortgage, technically speaking. You know, everything happens, right? Um the, the when the clock strike when the clock strikes midnight and you turn you legally turn 18, you know, the law says you are an adult, right? Yep. Your parents no longer have to yeah. take care of you. Yeah, you, you made it, right? Yep. But you know, I think that, you know, and what we'll really begin to unpack is is that that 18 is um, you know, to take a little little piece from Aaliyah, age ain't nothing but a number. 18 don't make you crawl. Now listen, I don't want to go into the nasty part of that with R. Kelly and them, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but at 18, it's just a number, it's just a figurative, you know, nothing changed. You know, the light bulb didn't go off one day. Um, on day number age of 17 years and and, and the 364th day, you know, only thing that happened was the clock. Uh, stroke midnight that's really all that happened right. well, as my daddy said you know and this was before uh 2020 should you say but my daddy used to say all 18 mean is you can be tried as a dog and buy a pack of cigarettes that's it <laughs> <laughs> i mean and that is stuck with me though because it's it's true yeah no nothing else nothing else changes you know, in the aspect of you turned 18. But, you know, they always say that the grass is always greener, right? And, man, how many times when we were kids did we say, mm, I can't wait till I'm grown. I can get my own. Can't wait. Listen, I tell my kids we all had it figured out. Man. I said, I said we wasn't, I, you know, do you think anybody went through – 18 years of living under their parents' roof and didn't say, oh, as soon as I get 18, I ain't going to have to deal with none of this. Soon as. I, I got it figured out. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be wealthy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look even, at us. And listen, and even beyond that, right, I remember thinking like, man, I might be able to get like get a little part-time job, work that job after school, and I can have an apartment <laughs> When I turned 16. <laughs> Remember thinking that? Man, look. <laughs> I mean, we've all asked our parents, hey, can I emancipate myself? Hold you on. Know? <laughs> I got you. I got you beat on that, right? So let me tell you the story. So um, me, my mom, and my and my baby sister, we were all living in this house in Detroit, right? Now, mm-hmm. I, I love this house. Because it was like, always used to tell people that this house was designed as if someone made a duplex and then halfway through build, they were like, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell that like, so this, this house had four bedrooms, right? It was, but it was two downstairs and two upstairs. Mm. But you could also tell that my room, so the room that ended up being my bedroom upstairs, you could look at it and tell that it was originally intended to be a living room because of the spacing and the windows like it was for sure an originally intended to be a living room right right and then there was also a kitchen upstairs with a back porch and then there was also um a, a full bathroom upstairs so we had two kitchens two bathrooms and four bedrooms and then there was a door to um I don't know uh, about where you're from, but, you know, in Detroit, we have these two family flats and like there was a door to separate, like to, to be able to lock out the, the people that live downstairs. It was built as if it was a two family flat or duplex for people that may not know what a two family flat is. Yeah. A two family right. flat is a duplex where one house is literally just stacked on top of the other. Um, yeah, yeah. I... I'm just saying for the listeners that may not know what that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but this house was shaped like a like a two-family flat, and it was just halfway through the building. They said, nah, we cool. This will just be one big house instead. But anyway, I remember saying to my mom at, like, maybe this had to be before I turned 16. Maybe it was when I was 16, but I was like, mama, 
I want to get a job and then I want to pay rent and have the upstairs to myself. So Shayna <laughs> can go downstairs. You know how that went. <laughs> you ain't about to have no. I'm sure. <laughs> now listen, my mom was saved, sanctified, baptized, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost, so she wasn't cussing or nothing like that at me. But I could tell you on everything, it wasn't a peaceful conversation. It was nah. not. <laughs> nah, I'm sure. It, and, and as you get, you know, to become an adult, it, it's really a disrespectful, you know, what I'm saying conversation. You know, when you really look at it, yeah, because. You look back and life wasn't bad. It wasn't hard. We just made it hard. You know what I mean? It it it, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying to where most people try to act like they come from. Now you know for some people, you know, life is a little rougher, and and those are different stories. But for the average person, life wasn't that bad. So for you to come at your parents, you know, ah, I'm I'm ready to go. I I need my own. So what you what you trying to say? Are you are you trying to say that, you know, she's not or they're not being able to provide for you? Or are you trying to say that you're just not getting enough out of life, you know, out, out of what you want? You know, what what is it really boiling down to? I'm a, I'm gonna give you a little pushback. I'm gonna give you a little pushback. Cause it's not that life wasn't hard. Life was hard. Your boy grew up on the west side of Detroit. <laughs> life was hard. But what I would say is, is that we, and I think it's really more prevalent. I think this is where we're going to really get into as this conversation moves forward. <laughs> Fred Coffee, y'all on mute, and he just threw me off. <laughs> Bro, been fighting the cold for three, for three decades, I feel like, at this point. Um, Everybody say that. But, um, um, I'm sorry, where was that? Oh, we have this false sense of understanding of what adulthood looks like. Like, and I think that even for someone such as myself, right? Where, you know, I'm looked at like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get a job and I'll be able to, I remember thinking, you know, ten thousand dollars, I'll be able to buy a house. Well, I mean, Detroit, you can still <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, quiet as a kept, right? Uh, <laughs> but I remember just thinking, man, like, man, I'll eventually get a wife. We'll have some kids, buy a house, and like, I'm gonna just work my job. I'm not gonna get fired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be good at what I do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do, and like. That'll be it, right? And you know, yeah, I'm a person that is. I think that given my circumstances, I've been fortunate. You know, a lot of people who grew up like I grew up that look like me, maybe didn't have a father in their life, or maybe they knew their father, but their father wasn't active. You know what? I had I had two fathers, not gay. <laughs> um, my my father, my mother and father were married. Stop laughing, bro. <laughs> I just said it, I just realized the way I said it. But you know, my mother and father were married. They got divorced, and then my mother remarried to my stepfather. And you know, my stepfather uh, spent. You know, he was for the most part a father figure. And then when I was not at home with my mom and my stepfather, I was with my real father. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm saying that to say that like, I had plenty of male like role models but neither one of these male role models knew how to start a business mm-hmm. neither one of these male role models knew you know how to live on you know how to live on 70 percent of your income and 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 neither one of these men knew how to invest right it was right. they believed what we believe it was work, provide, die. <laughs> ah, that's so rough. I mean, but is that not what we is that not what we hear? I mean, that's that's what we're programmed to do. But you know, thank thank God to 
you know, our generation and the generations coming after us for seeing a different way in that. I, I do, you know, appreciate that. But you're absolutely right, you know, when it, when you say that we're not taught, you know, these things. <clears throat> these things aren't shared through generations, you know. So it's really each generation is, you know, kind of picking up the pieces and figuring it out on their own. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, this is okay, but I didn't like this. And that's, it's kind of crazy to say that because, you know, that was one thing I, you know, shared with my mom. My mom, she works with the Mentally Challenged and she's done that all, you know, all my life. And so I, I've seen her and I'm just like, you know, it, to me, it never seemed like she wanted more. But after sitting down and talking with my mom, my mom was just happy with what she did because, you know, we're programmed to work, you know what I'm saying, live, die. But it's it's just, it, it was it was mind-boggling to me, like, you know, but the thing was, my dad did know how to open a business. You know, he went to the military. He learned off other people. You know, he has his story and background on, on how he did, but he's learned a lot of odd and end things, opened up a little lawnmower and landscape business. So he knows how, but like I tell my dad all the time, I say, what's the good in you knowing all of it? And then when you die, we don't know none of it. What was the purpose of you gaining that knowledge? And you wasn't going, you know what I'm saying, pass it forward and I think this is a perfect time to bring back to that post you know why people should still be you know saying in their parents house mm. you, you you know what I'm saying so that that is the key because you know with everything that you've been through in life and the struggles and you know your oldest child usually witnesses it all while your youngest child usually benefits from it all you know how can you share those lessons and those struggles with the oldest child so they don't fumble and have to go through the same turmoil you did, you know, but how can we be better equipped to help our kids when they do go out there? And if they do fumble or when they do fumble, because they will, it's not an if, you know, it, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. Yeah. So when they do, how can we be there to support? You know what I mean? How can we be equipped to be able to help ours? And part of that is keeping them in longer, teaching mm -hmm. them the tools, adding them to our credit cards, you know what I mean, to help build their credit score, you know, teaching them how to pay bills, you know, how to live off of 70% of their income, how to make quick meals in, you know what I'm saying, long day situations, when to make, you know, big meals, how to make meals stretch, you know what I mean? Like, or how to cook, you know, to what is needed and not just having an abundant a food cook you know regardless of what it is why aren't we sharing those things yeah so that way while they're there and they're picking up this knowledge when they do finally go and are released into the world they're ready you know what i mean and not only are they ready but they got to step up to help and do for theirs when they you know what I'm saying get into that situation not only that, you know what I'm saying? I can't remember the religion or not the religion, but uh, the, the the race, should I say. But there, there's a there's a race. I don't know if it's in India or if it's uh, Afghans or something. But basically, they can't leave the house in, in, until they're 28 unless they're married. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so... Like you have other people who understand it. And when you look at those type of people, they got it figured out. They'll stay in the house 15 deep. They'll have bills spread out to being $15 a head or, you know, $30 a head. And they're, they're saving every little bit. They don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Putting in their $30,000 savings into the next family member to get going. You know what I'm saying? Because they're willing to reach a hand back down and pull the next one up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's... so, so when I came to Michigan, when I left Ohio to come back home to Michigan, I had this guy on my team, right? Um, and dude was making 
good money. Understand, I'm his boss. So I, I saw what his performance was looking like. I saw what his commission and bonus checks were looking like. Dudes making money. And I'm like, you still live at home with your parents? It's like, yeah. And he, listen, I make more money than him. Don't get it twisted. I made more money than this guy. Well, you his boss, of course. If he's hitting, you hitting. You know what I mean? I get it. He driving a way nicer vehicle than I got. He he getting whatever he want. No concern. If something pop off, he covered, right? And what I realized is, is that in particular in our culture, just in black and in, in black culture, you know, we have we have this culture where we've wanted to for centuries, let me just get you to adulthood and get you to a point where you can go get a job and take care of yourself, right? And we haven't necessarily taken that time. And I'm not saying it's not, I'm not obviously I'm not saying that every black person is underdeveloped. But what I'm saying is that this problem appears to be more prevalent in our culture versus versus the mothers. So I'll tell you a story time with your boy. It's true. So um back when I worked in Ohio, um <coughs> shout out to these two guys I used to work with, Dan and Jay. I ain't talked to them about this, but I ain't gonna say nothing bad about them. But anyway, <laughs> me, Dan and Jay all used to work in the same location. Right. Now me and Dan at the same level. Jay is our boss. And at this point in life, um, I got a I got a, a a daughter with a baby on the way. Jay has a son with a baby on the way. Dan's got no kids. Jay's got a girlfriend. I've got a fiance. Dan's got no girlfriend. So no girlfriend, no wife, no kids. Not only that, um, Dan's father had an incredibly gainful job, incredibly gainful job. And Dan, Dan's father showed him, hey, this is how you invest. Let's, let's put your money together. Let's plan for this, this, that, and the other. And Dan was playing a, a very, very, very unrealistically small number to rent to his parents. And, and I guess I should say at this, at this point in our life, both me and Dan are both 27 years old, right? So right. we're looking at Dan and we're like, bro, like you make decent money. You've got all of this in the bank. Like, why are you still living with your parents? And we used to like, we used to actually look down on him for it. How stupid is that? Like, and it wasn't until like a few years later, I'm just like, yo. His people set him up for success. And dude is, um, what's a shout out to you, Dan. I'm not, I mean, Dan is doing well in life right now. He is well prepared to. Most, most of them do, you know, like that's, that's how it, you know what I'm saying, starts off. And that's, that's usually how it goes. Like uh, most other cultures that, you know, I know, most of them stay in their house until 27, 28. Now, some of them get out a little earlier, um, those that go to college. But um, even with the ones that go to college, usually their parents is buying a home in that area, renting that out to other college students, you know, with their kids in it. And, you know, now their kid is not paying for college. Yeah. And got a little extra spending money while they're at college. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's more, it's more of a, a head start, you know what I'm saying? A boost. And, yes. and we exactly. all look at it, you know what I'm saying? As a, oh, uh, you know, you must be lame. You must be this. And like you said, it's the biggest problem in, in our culture because, it to to me it we have like different levels you have the one level okay i did good if i get my kids to 18 with no you know what i'm saying 
trouble and they graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? That's I, that's a win. But if I get my kid to 18 with no trouble, graduate high school, and accepted to college, now that's another level. You know? Mm-hmm. But regardless, as long as my kid gets to 18 and out the house, you know, it, it's not my issue. That's, that's your problem. You need to figure it out. And I, it shouldn't be the way. You know what I mean? Like, there, there should never be a way, a, the way to just kick your kid out or even let them go, yeah. more so to speak. You know, because some parents about like to say, oh, well, I didn't tell them they had to go. They chose to. They wanted to be gone. But who's the one who should be guiding? Yeah. It, it, and I think that's also a part of it, too. It's like they chose to be grown, but did they choose to be grown because of the way you treated them? Like, I think that's a part of it, too, is that we want to be grown so so bad because we see, and I'm saying we as in, like, when we're teenagers and, 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 and young adults, we want to be grown, quote, unquote, so bad because we perceive ourselves being treated in a manner that's just like, like, yo, like, I mean, I can remember being, you know, 16, 15, 16, and like, like, why is you tripping? You know what I'm saying? And I think that... Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So like if I go back to my own personal life, by the time I was 15, you know what I'm saying? My stepfather had passed away. And, and so now, I mean, there was this little period where my mom was working nights and like trying to make it through the day to, to take care of the house, to, to, to cook food, to, to run errands while also raising two kids by herself, me and my sister, right? So I think that there's a point where it's just, the, it's the things that we know. It's a cycle, right? Yeah. You know, and, and me and you have had this conversation offline before i remember my grandmother saying to me as a kid save some money baby you just never know what could happen right and so right. like and, and you and i talked about how like you know that kind of conversation it just doesn't resonate because when you're 15 16 you're invincible like or at least you feel as though you're invincible i'm gonna be all yeah. right i'm gonna make yeah. the same money i make every week because I'm going to do my job and I'm going to do it well and, and it's going to be all right. Not understanding that there's so many things in life that could happen that could be totally out of your control that could greatly impact you and how you live and how you lead your life. Um, and, and I think that, so to, to pull that all back, it's, you know, my grandmother was telling me to save money just in case. Who knows what kind of, what kind of conversation she had with my mom right? right. Because to show you that the cycle continues, my mother's father, he was a deadbeat. He wasn't around. So my grandmother had to raise two children by herself while also trying to work, while also trying to provide, while also trying to, to take care of a home, a family, things of that nature. And it's just a cycle that just continues and continues and continues on and on. Yeah. And, it, and it has continued in our generations and in our communities for decades because our people just don't know, right? You know, but go ahead. You, you, I mean, no, you're right. It's, I, we don't know, but we, you know, we just, I, I also don't think we, we get, you know what I'm saying, what all it entails, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to just say, hey, you know, this is what you got to do. But it's another to show it and make you do it. You know what I'm saying? Make you understand it. You know, and I think that's where the the falling happens, even for the ones who do know. Like, 
they happy they got it and they got their family together that you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter for, for the you know what i'm saying next person it it matters just for them you know what i'm saying they they're happy for themselves and and they don't understand you know that they need to share that and and teach it you know what i'm saying more than just saying it they're sharing and teaching but if you don't necessarily know what to teach you can't teach what you don't know you know what i'm saying i can't yeah. teach i can't teach chemistry I, <laughs> I can't teach chemistry i can't teach you how to build a car now i can't teach you how to make some chicken right <laughs> just, i don't know that's the first thing on top of my head but the point is, is that like so what i'm saying is all right until i i don't think i was 30 until i heard the phrase until i heard someone say you got to have two streams of it you got to have at least three streams of income you got to have something to fall back on just in case i don't think i heard mm-hmm. that until i was 30 right and i didn't hear from my mama and i didn't hear from my daddy you know what i'm saying right and 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 that's my point it's you can't there's just so much that is just unknown in our community so people that are living at home those are people that are either a one of two reasons a they know something that we didn't know when we were younger or b they got knocked down real hard and they fortunately had a family member, some parents to, to fall back on that, that was able to and willing to help them out. Yeah. And that's just the reality of that. It's just that, um, you know, I mean, like I said, invested in stocks, what little I can remember hearing about investing in the stock market as a kid, it was like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And I think about it, like the people that are saying, you don't want to do that was the ones that were going down the street and playing the daily three and the daily four at two dollars a pop, throwing money away. I mean, and you're 100 correct, but I'm gonna put it to you like you said. You, it's just what you don't know because even so, like when I was in middle school, I had got a chance. I like lucked in somehow. I don't even remember how, but somehow I lucked in, and they did this little simul stock simulation thing that after school you would stay. And you were picked, your hand selected, you know, out of the group of kids in your class. And you competed versus like, it was like thousands of schools across the United States that was doing this. Like, and each group had their own name. And like inside your group, your class group, they broke you down into like four different groups. So like your class had four entries, you know what I'm saying? Your school had like four entries, basically um inside this whole thing and like we basically they sent you home your teacher sent you home and was like hey pick out you know five to ten companies that you would think be good to invest in and come back tomorrow so me i i have no clue really you know what i'm saying what she even said at this moment i'm like i'm seventh grade you know and this is just kind of like new to me. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? Like, I didn't look at companies as something that was even possible to be traded, let alone, you know, make money off of. So I, I went and I asked my mom or something. And I think I came back and, you know, I, I just had like regular stuff. Um, Walmart, um, just jc penny sears you know saying stuff that was just around town like at the mall whatnot and you know other kids was coming in they talking about american airlines they you know bp you know they saying some stuff and you know the kid the one kid who said american airlines and bp this was all during you know right after world trade centers had collapsed Mm. so fuel skyrockets you know what i'm saying all this stuff happens and they like top six you know what i'm saying in in the nation type deal or whatever out of all these schools and after all that stuff happened and it ended and you know by time the whole simulation was done it was over i think they might have dropped in you know it was like top 50 or something but you know 
it was just, it was pretty dope, but all this stuff ended. I go on, graduate high school, graduate college. And I still, you know what I'm saying? I ain't have a clue about stocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you would think that somebody that got introduced, you know what I'm saying? And is want to be business oriented as, as I do. And, and you know what I'm saying? Aspire to, you know, catch that thing and, and tell my parents all the time, like when y'all was talking about computers, just being a fab and, you know, before Apple's was Apple and it was Macintosh and IBM, you know what I'm saying, went to, you know what I'm saying, what it did and, and Microsoft, you know, popped out and Google took off. We could have been millionaires, I mean, 50 times over with all the things we've seen through our generation. If we knew. It, you know what I mean? If you knew. And, and with somebody knowing something like that, you'd have thought, heck, when I was in seventh grade, I think, you know, I mean, I'm for sure seventh grade, we was we was on MySpace heavy. I, I think I got my first invite when I was in eighth grade to Facebook. You know what I'm saying? When you had to be invited, you couldn't even make a free page. So it was like, you think all this stuff we've seen come through, we should be filthy rich. I mean, just wealthy beyond years, you know what I mean? Yeah, just riding those waves, hopping in and hopping out. You know what I mean, and, and be set. But it's, it's what you don't know, and still to this day, you know, we still struggling to, to catch it and get it right. You know what I mean? Because there's so many different things that go on in the markets and whatnot. But it's like we we just don't know. You right. know what I mean? You really don't know where to start your kids. But <clears throat> if I was to share anything you know, to that situation and to our community, if anybody ever catches this podcast, the goal is, you know, when you do get your kids to an adult age, hopefully you put them on your credit card and help build their credit score before they graduate. But then when they do graduate, wherever they go, you want to find them a duplex or multifamily home um, and, and buy it and rent it out you know, and had the people that's renting out the multi-family homes, other units, or the, the other side of duplex, pay for it. And that way they can live free through their adolescent years and not have to worry. And then when they're ready to move on and buy a house, they can do so, you know, and and, and go on and still live, you know, debt-free. I'm going to go beyond that and i'm gonna say you know i'm gonna get a little churchy right you know the bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go right so i think that you know it starts at a young age you know what do you want to do right where do you want to you know where do you want to go and then what's your backup plan if this doesn't work out you know i think about even something as silly, not silly, I don't want to be disrespectful, even like a basketball player or a football player, right? You know, you hear about these guys that, guys that are, that we would call a bum, like a, I don't know, Brian Scalabrini, you know, somebody like that, right? I don't mean, to, I'm not, I'm just saying the name, shout out to Brian Scalabrini. He, he played pro basketball, right? And for him to get to that point, he's worked at it for years and years and years and years and years, right? He didn't just yeah. like fall into it and just so happen to be tall and just happen to be in the NBA. Right. I think about like, you know, my guy Dan that I mentioned earlier. He didn't just so happen to be, you know, he didn't just so happen to to be to be lucky to I mean, there's obviously some sort of luck with regards to who your parents are, things of that nature. But what I'm saying is that he was put on a path to get him uh to, to a role to be successful, right? And you know, there are some people that are just talented enough in the world to just come out of it, you know, to, to truly come from nothing. But the reality is that most of us aren't, right? And right. and for most of us that aren't, you just have <clears throat> to, somebody's got to show them the way, right? So if your life right. is where it is right now today, hey, it is what it is. You can't, you can't change the past. All you can do is um, look to the future. And so like for me, you know, 
when I'm with my kids, hey, what do you want to be? I'm always asking my 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 son. I'm always asking Jackson, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I don't know. When he was three, he wanted to be a garbage truck, not a not a not a not a garbage you know pickup man. He wants to be the truck. Right. <laughs> but and that's and that's what I was gonna say. You know, when you said you know start early, but I've been doing that with my kids. Like you know, Jay, he was. I say he's probably eight when I first asked him, like, what, what do you want to be? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, well, you need to start thinking of it. I said, it's going to change a lot from now to the time you, you know what I'm saying, get grown. But it, it helps get your mind going. I was like, what kind of house do you want? What kind of car you want to drive? And I, I forget. He was like, I don't know. He was like, I, I think I want a, a Lincoln like this. And at the time, we had like a... You remember my Lincoln, yeah, my that little Lincoln. 98 uh, uh, Lincoln Continental Car- uh, Cartier series. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was like, yeah. I was like, man, that's it? Like, this little raggedy thing? You know what I mean? And, and don't get me wrong, Lincoln makes great cars, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was like, you should always think bigger, you know what I mean? Like, it always think bigger. You know what I mean? Don't just think think of something basic. You know what I'm saying? Just, just think big. You know what I mean? Always want more for yourself. Never just, you know what I mean, be content with what what you can see or what you feel is attainable to reach. You know what I mean? Always want more. Shoot for more. Yeah. And then, um, you know, beyond that is, you know, I think, you know, a, a piece of the conversation that needs to change is, yeah, I, I talk about my grandmother, you know, saying, you know, have a little money saved, baby, just in case you don't know what could happen. And I think that that conversation needs to change to saying, hey, at some, at some point in life, something will happen. Yeah, I think about, you know, just our, first off, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic that literally nobody here is responsible for it, but everybody here has been impacted by it, right? Um, you know, think about, you know, everything that happened in 08 with, with the stock market and housing market and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's in addition to what if, what if you got into a, a car accident, somebody smashed your car up, right? Or there was an electrical hazard that happened in in your house right and and like there's insurance and stuff and all of that obviously right blah 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 but the point that i'm making is is that we have to have these conversations with you know our our friends our family our children especially hey at some point in life something is going to happen and when that thing happens do you have resources and by resources i mean money do you have resources to, 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 to get yourself through that situation, right? It might be, you know, do you have, you know, three to six months of, of, of income saved to cover all of your bills and be able to maintain your, your lifestyle should something happen outside of your control? Should, you know, the organization you work for, something happen that you had nothing to do with and now your position is cut and or now that business ceased to exist, right? You know, do you have a fallback, um, do you have a fallback source of income by way of investments, by way of property, uh, by way of of, of, of business? Do you have a, a trade skill and or a side hustle that you can use to, to take care of yourself, to, should something happen if something happens outside of your control what is your backup plan are you going to work your one job and then if something happens at that one job what happens and i think that needs to be the conversation that we have that we have to happen something's going to happen and based off the way that life has moved you know this will be the conversation i have that i have with my children hey in my 35 years in counting um, everything that's happened that's been crazy has been something that's never happened before. So like 
while I can tell you these situations that could happen, in 2019, you could have told me that there was going to be a pandemic <laughs> that was going to make us have to wear masks and socially distance and, and, and all of that, right? You could have told me in 2006 that, that people were, were doing terrible home loans and that's going to cause the, house, the housing market to crash. And you, you, everything that has happened, you couldn't have told me that these things were going to happen before. By by you, I mean, you know, my mom would not be able to tell me, and then her mom would not have been able to tell her, and so on and so forth. So something will happen in life. You will not be prepared for it. Um, you will rather you will be surprised by it. You will not see it coming. But are you prepared to get you and your family through that scenario should something happen? And that needs to be the conversation that we have, right? And and if the answer is no, let's talk about how to get there. How to get there? One, stay your butt at home and stack your cheese. <laughs> Number two, you know, um, let's make sure that you have multiple sources, multiple sources of income to to pull in, to pull in money, to pull in resources, and then let's have a plan, uh, you know, for budgeting and savings to say. The, yes, this is the money that you're making, but here are the means that you need to live in. So if you make, I don't know, just easy round numbers for every $100 that you make, can you live on $70 of it? And that 70 means, um, and when I say $100 that you're making, I'm talking about after the taxes, after Uncle Sam takes his part. So your $100 that you made was probably actually $125, but Uncle Sam took his slice first. Can you, so when we're talking 75% of your income, we're talking probably, we're talking 75% of your take home, but we're probably talking 50 to 60% of your actual uh, income, what you've actually earned. I'm going to tell you now, your best bet is to live on about 40%. I know it sounds crazy, but when you, like you said, break it down, you're really only getting about. 70 you know 65 percent of your pay anyway so when you say live on you really can't live on 70 percent it's gonna have to be about 40 percent and you're gonna be trying to stack the other 25 20 percent because you're gonna need some spending money anyway you know what i mean it's just it's what it is you, yeah. you're gonna have some things in life that you're gonna want to do just have money for whatnot so it is what it is. So you're going to be saving about 20%, living on about 40%. You know what I mean? And Uncle Sam, insurance, and everything else is going to be taking the rest. So it, <laughs> you forget about it. Yeah. You know. It's a hard life, man, but it, it doesn't have to be hard if we prepare it, right? And if your life is hard today because your parents, your family didn't prepare you, sorry. It's lots of us like that. But hey, you can stop the curse. You can break the the generational curse of poverty and 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 all of this. And, and you can you can be the change right now. You can start putting your family down the right path. And you may not necessarily live to see the fruits of it, but you can die knowing, hey, I tried. I, I got it started the right way. I told you that was going to be a big one. I already knew it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more that ain't, you know, going to be touched on it. I tell you what. Yeah, you I mean, we could get to, at this I would, point, we could get into specifics and like, you know, and that's just, just not even. <laughs> I would just mark it down and, you know, um, I would mark it down and come back to it. When maybe we got a, you know, saying an audience or something, and I wanted a feedback would probably be more something to dive in on, you know. But we can always break it down, like you said, in the sections and parts. But For sure. it definitely, you know, that's always going to be a subject that needs to be had more, need to be talked about more, need to be shared more. Um, there's a lot of great viewpoints. I would love to hear some of those people who family. Are you saying did, that's? You're saying that's something that needs to be always happening? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. I, I mean, 
we got kids going out here in the world every day, man, that's blind, you know, yeah, just out here, no, no guidance, no knowledge, you know, and, and as great as it would seem to want to take every kid under your wing and show them right, you know, who's to say we all even know the right way. We just, we all putting it together, taking pieces out of each other, playbook, sharing it and trying to make something happen, you know? Yeah. If there's a direct correlation or blueprint that say that could get it done, I would love for somebody to share it. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I think that's we we went at it. I think that's about all we got for today for the, for this episode. Episode two of what's happening. We did it. Hey, we did it. Hey, this one was a good one. I enjoyed this one. Hey man. So um plug yourself. Where can the folk find you at? Choose on and use my social media, but you find me. <laughs> you can find me at uh, Mr. Humble Beginnings on Instagram. Um, I don't even know. I don't know what my Twitter is. Fred Scott on Facebook. But yeah. You know what I mean? man to plug himself. He's like, I don't even know what the outlet is. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man. This. I mean, I, I I just use it to check on family, man. I don't I don't say a whole lot. I I really be trying to trying to get one of my streams to to go full throttle. <laughs> you say you working on those streams, it, man? Listen, I'm trying be, to see what's happening. Yeah, all day long, man. Hey, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm trying to give me a COVID testing site going right now. Like, and yeah, we talking about that. We we gonna we gonna. So keep that to yourself for now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> I don't care. Let everybody get rich. That's I can't true. have that's all true. of it. That's you know true. what I'm saying? I, I, if it worked for me, I'm going to get one. If not, somebody take it and run with it. On have to the next it. one. Yeah. All right. You can find me at Archbishop Swag. Don't ask about it. I've just been rocking with that name for a long, long time, obviously. But Archbishop Swag on, on all platforms, TikTok, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find us at What's Happening. It's the way it's spelled on your phone, W-H-U-S-H-A-T-T-N-I-N. Hey, I spelled it right this week. That sound good. Um, follow us at What's Happening. If you like what we do, um, you know, give us a rating in your podcast app. You know, share us out. You know, tell a friend about us. You know, help us to grow this thing. And um, we out. I'll see you next week, bro. Peace. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.